If you like what we do and you want to throw us a few, go out to patreon.com slash y'all Yeah, that's patreon.com slash y'all Okay. I forgot the name of our podcast. Cool. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related on this cold winter's mid-afternoon. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, that's true. Um, or, I don't know. What's the middle of the afternoon? Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> tea time. <laughs> This is a podcast where two pals chop up friendship potatoes and dip yeah. them in the oil of knowledge they're and dumb. fry them until they're crispy. And then we top them with a dash of comedy salt. You're dumb. <laughs> uh, guys, this, what? In other words, we saw you things you didn't know you needed to know. Speaking of things you didn't know you needed to know, uh, well, no, no one needs to know this, but why when I feel only when I feel comfortable with someone I don't tell this to strangers but I call people dumb but I hope <laughs> that I don't really mean it and there's no malice in it but boy I've done that in front of people and they've been really disturbed you're dumb <laughs> yeah I was like you're dumb but like I would never say that if I actually felt that yeah but I, just, I just always assume people know where I'm coming <laughs> from but like I called myself dumb once, and someone was like, don't talk about yourself like that. Or I called don't my Don't tell friend. me how to talk about myself. <laughs> yeah, that happened in the, in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> he told me not to talk about myself like that. And, uh, yeah, my parents have heard me call my friends dumb, and they said that's not a nice way to talk to your friends. <laughs> as an adult, though, not as a child. Uh, Pete, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I worked from home on Thursday, which nice. is nice. I had oh, off on Friday because it was snowing or icy lucky. or something. Lucky. And, uh, and I made a nice sweet potato, broccoli, and ground turkey barbecue bowl. With a recipe? Uh, well, I just kind of took those three ingredients. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's... Yeah, it's a little ambitious. Was it good? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was very good. I forgot that I like sweet potatoes. I don't like them at all, but I eat them because they're supposed to be good for your skin. Mm. I think they're disgusting. And if I'm going to have carbs, why better carbs? <laughs> anyway. Um... How about you, Marissa? What's up with you? You sound frantic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, full disclosure. Uh, yeah, I have a house guest coming, like, either an hour and a half from now or two hours from now. And I, my mind is not in the right place. Uh, why am I being coy about my house guest? My boyfriend's coming. But nobody, <laughs> nobody visits me <clears throat> at all. Um, <clears throat> I just have people come every once in a while. Uh, my house is always in a state of, like, just disgusting. When I say disgusting, I don't mean like, oh, I got clothes on the floor. I mean like, I don't wash my dishes for days. 
I don't wash my <laughs> my bathroom for days. I won't go into the specifics. And um, and there's stuff all over the floor. So like, yeah, I just just my mind is always like, is there something else gross I'm overlooking? <laughs> <laughs> that I've just gotten uh, used to seeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, fuck it. I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, that's how I'm gonna leave. <laughs> uh how i am yeah we usually don't record um so close to one another and so um not physically i mean like episodes we don't record episodes so close to each other on the calendar so um but we're trying to get this one wrap it up so that marissa can just enjoy her week next week um with family and friends and loved ones Yes. Uh, also, I don't. We don't normally record this early. I'm normally not awake yet. <laughs> it's one p.m. on Saturday. Good. I didn't want oh. to sell you out. <laughs> yeah. No, or I'm usually waking up. My father likes to call me now repeatedly at a time when he thinks I should be awake. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. Yeah, because uh, sometimes I forget to put my phone on silent. Let's do an icebreaker <clears throat> that I made up a moment ago. All right. If you were to turn your life into a video game, yeah, tell me the, the, the general. This might be too hard. If it's too hard, you could just answer one of the two questions. The easier question is what would the game be called, but the harder question is, like, what would the general gameplay be? Or if that's too much, like, at least tell me, like, would it be an RPG a platformer like Mario, a fighting game, a racing game. I don't really respond to any games that aren't like Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you have Didn't you have Donkey Kong or a Ninja Turtle game though? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there was a, there was a Ninja Turtle fighting game that I had. I think I lent that to somebody and never got it back, but um, That sounds But yeah, that like I had, uh, somebody gave me the all all the games that I had. <clears throat> so I had some games that I never played. Like I Mortal Kombat, never played it. Um, played Street Fighter on an arcade machine, but I like the idea of a journey, you know. Okay. So I want to sell the game, right? I'm. I mean, no, you don't have to think about whether or not it translates to your customers. <laughs> Um, Pete Power. Okay. Nope. Power Power Pete. Power Pete sounds way better. Pretzel Pete. Yeah, as long as it's something Pete, so that Pete is antagonist. Pete Power seems to be like you have the power of Pete, but who the fuck is Pete? Me. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I like Pete Power or Pretzel Pete. And somebody needs to save me. Power Pete. <laughs> <laughs> You are the, you know... I am the princess, princess basically. I, oh, I like this. So is this an RPG? Or, or no, it's a Mario. It's a, it's a, a platformer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you want to add? No, you're good with that. Yeah, somebody has to save me, um, like, maybe in... Um, trying to think of, of different... Like... There are so many ways I need to be saved that I just can't think of. <laughs> but I, we complain about work all the time. That would definitely be a level 
uh, social interactions, maybe like saving me from social interactions. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You have to like build up enough power. <laughs> Probably like someone tries to either clink glasses with you or start small talk, <laughs> like <laughs> jump on them so they die. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that. that'd be good too. I think uh, I think this would be a very popular app. <laughs> <laughs> I like. It. I'd play that game. I forget. Okay. Was that it? Yeah. 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 Shoot. Okay. Um, I, and whenever Marissa says video games, I start to get nervous because I don't I don't have a lot of experience in video games. I remember well, Kirby? No. Kirby was fun. Kirby was fun. <laughs> well, every time someone tries to have a small talk, you just eat them and then somehow like take a little piece of their power. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And then after enough times, then I can attend like the big event at work because I have all their small talk power. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. Wait, not. <laughs> So you're the one to save. Yeah. Yeah. But that would kind of save me if I had the ability to do it for like a night. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So sometimes when we pitch icebreakers, we have our answers set up. I want to let you know that I made up this icebreaker moments before I had to say it. So I don't have an answer. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's going to be an RPG, though, like uh, a la Chrono Trigger. Or I'm imagining one of those app-based games like I see ads for, where they have like the makeover project. Except, I, except it's going to be helping you clean your house. <laughs> no, I don't want that. That would make sense, but no, I want I want an RPG. I want like an epic RPG. Um, if I mean Pete, Pete doesn't know too many video games, but if you know RPGs, I want to say like I like Chrono Trigger or I think it's called like Lunar Second. Star Hardcore no, Henry. Star- oh, sh- what? Hardcore Henry. I don't know what that is. That was a that's movie a- based on a video game. Oh, that sounds like like Leisure Larry, something porno based or something. I had a um, I had a Mario RPG for Super Nintendo once, and I was like, oh. "What the hell is this? This is stupid." I love that. My game. cousin loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it, but at a point, I didn't know what to do anymore, so I yeah. gave up. Yeah, okay, so, like, yeah, Super Mario RPG. So, basically, when you have... So, I'll, like, just be, like, walking around the world, investigating things, snooping through people's houses, which is something you're, for some reason, allowed to do in most RPGs. But, uh, periodically, I run into, like, a villain. It'll be similar to Pete's. A villain is someone trying to either start small talk with me, use jargon, or just make me spend time with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying I- to figure out how to say that but you put it pretty succinctly. Make me yeah. spend time with them. <laughs> um, I I can't think of the battle mechanics, but basically it's one of those things where, like, then you get a bunch of options, like, oh, like, instead of, like, oh, will you nice. charm them? Will you heal yourself? Will you whatever? It'll give me options. Uh, but it'll Do you of- want to hit them and run? Yeah. Do you want to yeah. make up an excuse Yeah. to not yeah. hang out with them? <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, if anyone's listening and you're like, does she never want to hang out with me? If I hang out with you, I want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. If you're listening and I don't hang out with you, don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I, I have a lot of bad guys. There's nothing against you. <laughs> anyway, um, what I like about RPGs is they always have these, like, excessively complicated <laughs> titles. Like, I, I think there was a game I played, and it was, like, 
no, this is definitely gonna be wrong, but it was like either it was either lunar or star ocean second star story complete. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Was there another one? So I will call mine Turbulent Planet Lunar Story Two. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Can't wait you know, to see anyway. Marissa, I could kinda see that coming together. Thank you. And I wanted to tell you about something else that I recently saw. Okay. Picture this. Okay. (laughs) A scientific team is called to the beach site where they discover a bunch of dead whales. What the fuck is a scientific team? A team team of scientists. scientists. (laughs) Okay, because that was a term you assumed I would have reference points for. A team of scientists is called to a beach site where they oh, discover. Team. I think you said team. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is a scientific team? Okay, sorry, that makes sense now. Uh, where they discover a bunch of dead whales that are all bleeding from their ears. And the Navy is on the site, too. I'm sorry, whales have ears? Yes, whales have ears. Okay. Our team. Uh, takes some of the tissue samples from the dead whales back to their lab. But yes, whales have ears. Um, and the bleeding from the ears seems to indicate that they've experienced forced trauma. So like they've been hit by something really hard. Um, if you're hit by something really hard, there's a bunch of different things that could happen. Uh, one of which could be that like your internal organs get all swashed about i don't know (laughs) but um so in february of i believe i'm sorry is this real yeah in february according to i know whales can hear i just didn't think they i don't know how i thought i don't know i thought they heard through sonar it was the first thing i googled once i once i heard they were bleeding from their ears i was like what ears yeah okay thank you i was like am i a moron okay continue (laughs) In February 2019, a team of researchers from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA for short. Um, and no, these... that's supposed to be like a reference to NOAA and the whale, and then like... Noah's Ark? No, Noah's Ark. Oops. <laughs> I don't know. Continue. Wow, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm real frazzled today, guys. If I sound extra dumb... <laughs> Uh, so it's NOAA and the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. Uh, together, they published a study examining how the Navy's use of mid-frequency active sonar may contribute to the whale strandings in the Marianas Trench. I'm sorry, in a bunch of different Marianas Islands. Uh, they The study reported eight stranding events between 2006 and 2019 involving at least 10 whales. The team detected three beaked whales, uh, three beaked whale species, and examined eight cuvier beaked whale strandings, of which... It's funny Pete corrects himself as if he used the wrong term, but that's to assume I even knew what the fuck he was talking about <laughs> before correcting himself. Like, both words mean barely anything to me, so it doesn't matter. But I'm listening. Um, it's going to start to make sense soon. Okay. But I am reading clips from a, a, an article from The Guardian uh, from 2020. Okay. So three of these Cuvier beaked whales 
uh, were confirmed to have occurred. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Cuvier. Oh, the beachings. This when they kind of come up on shore and just lay there. Um, uh-huh. These were confirmed to have occurred within six days of sonar use in the area, similar to other beaked whale strandings in other parts of the world after anti-submarine activity. A leading hypothesis suggested sonar may cause the whales to surface too quickly, forming bubbles in their blood or vital organs similar to decompression sickness known as the bends. Uh, ew. Um, the bends didn't make me say ill. The whole thing, it just said, yeah. it said it made it, it made it sound like I'm so disturbed by the bend. Uh, can you, I have my assumptions. Can you remind me what, if you know, if not, pretend I didn't ask this. What do you sort of? Oh, it's a way to hear, air quote, through the water. Um, basically oh. you send out, uh, a sound wave and then the wave is supposed to listen. Alex, I know you listen to the show. If I got this way off, <laughs> give me a pass. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure you send out a, a sound wave, no pun intended, and the sound will, like, if it encounters, as you're seeing me now, if it encounters this microphone, it sort of, like, breaks the wave. And then you can tell that there's something there. You just don't know exactly what it is until you, like, get closer. Oh, okay. I get it. Oh, that's what, like, what bats use, right? There you go. Yeah. But not X. It's in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not that dumb guy. So, basically, there's a bunch of whales that are coming up on shore, dying, etc. This is why the team is called out. And as they sort of uh, listen to and analyze the cries of death from whales, they also hear something else. Something new. Maybe a new species altogether. Oh, yay! This is where I was hoping this would go. Yes, I'm talking about mermaids, the body found. <laughs> okay. An 80-minute mockumentary about finding mermaids. And since we talked about sirens in the last episode, I thought this would be a good time to explore the movie that I saw air live on Animal Planet in 2012. What is fake? The only indication that this is a work of fiction is that it first ran during Monster Week. (laughs) And and second, there was a small disclaimer at the end of the credits. I'm going to just say right now, guys, I think it's really fucked up. What is this, the Discovery Channel? This is Animal Planet, a spinoff of the Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, and uh, History Channel, none of them are allowed to air fiction. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) If you tune in at the wrong time or you miss the disclaimer, you're not going to realize it because maybe I'm just naive, but I consider those channels to have been at least like a source of like historical information or so or scientific information. So that's fucked up. (laughs) So they heard something that they'd never heard before. And now I'm going to play you a small clip from the documentary we're not again, listening we're not listening for the sound of death of animals okay okay we're actually listening to the person's interpretation of hearing this sound and everything because he's going to okay. sum things up a lot better than i can okay what animal could possibly have a language so complex so sophisticated 
Our theory was this was a new species of dolphin. But there's another theory we should have considered sooner. The aquatic ape theory. It's a theory about us, really, about where we come from. And I, was, I know it's always been controversial, but now I think there's really something to it. Just so you know, I'm going to let this go for maybe like another minute and a half. Aquatic ape? Why are we so different from other terrestrial animals? According to the theory, it's because there was a time when early humans spent much of their lives in the sea. And the traits that make us so different from other land animals are a legacy from this period. We can control our breathing like marine mammals and hold our breath longer than any other land animal. The human record for breath holding is nearly 20 minutes. That's almost as long as a dolphin can dive. Compared to our closest relatives, the apes, we have a much more flexible spine. And we have partial webbing between our fingers and toes that they don't have. These are features for an aquatic environment. Why have them unless to help us swim? And human babies hold their breath underwater automatically. They instinctively know how to swim whereas a baby chimp or gorilla would drown. And unlike other apes, we shed our hair. Hair creates dragon water. And we have a thick layer of insulating fat that keeps us warm in water. The only other animals born with as thick a fat layer are exclusively marine mammals. Some humans are so well adapted for life underwater that they still hunt at the bottom of the sea, walking across the ocean floor. The Mokan people of Southeast Asia can contract their pupils at will to control for water distortion. They actually see underwater as clearly as if they were wearing a mask. And in some places... I don't want to show you this next part because uh, they talk about how people can catch fish without using any like instruments basically oh. like a fishing rod or a spear or anything like that and i yeah. don't want to show you all of these kids who come up out of the water with fish in their mouth is this what is all of it fake what's happening no <laughs> that's kind of the confusing part i shouldn't say that it's all it's all i i guess i'll sort of get into some of the stuff and then you can hold your question as to what's real and what's fake for later this is fucked up. This is <laughs> I know it is. Up. I'm very angry. At the time of the uh, special's release, Animal Planet's press release uh, read as follows. Mermaids, the body found, is a story about evolution. By the way, when I'm reading this to you, think, is there anything in here that indicates that it's not true? <laughs> Mermaids, the body found, is a story about evolutionary possibility grounded in a radical scientific theory, the aquatic ape theory, which claims that humans had an aquatic stage in our evolutionary past. While coastal, coastal flooding millions of years ago turned some of our ancestors inland, is it possible that a group of our ancestors didn't retreat from the water, but rather went deeper? Could they have ventured farther into the sea out of necessity to find food? The aquatic ape theory makes it possible... Uh, to believe that while we evolved into terrestrial humans, our aquatic relatives turned into something strangely similar to the fabled mermaid. Okay. There are a couple of keywords, I guess, in there that kind of leave no. it open. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. I didn't. I would just be like, what the fuck? I guess you're right, because 
evolutionary possibility, I mean, like, all of the evolutionary theories are possibilities. Yeah, I don't know. If I heard that, I mean, it sounds weird, but I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, they're doing a mockumentary. (laughs) So. I feel like mockumentaries have to be dramatic, like, like Spinal Tap. Otherwise, they shouldn't be allowed to exist. (laughs) (laughs) This is a rather dramatic mockumentary. (laughs) Um, Of the special at the time, Entertainment Entertainment Weekly said, So let's take a moment to appreciate this. Animal Planet is 17 years old. The channel is dedicated to series and specials about the natural world. And the most watched program in the history is about a non-existent creature. Not even a remotely believable, non-existent creature. There's about 2 million catalog species on the planet. And what sets the record? Mermaids. Then again, maybe it's not so surprising. The network's previous all-time record holder was Dragons, a fantasy made real. (laughs) (laughs) Really? This was the most watched? Yes. Um, This explains why they did it, but that's sad. As the real... Noah put it after the first special was released last year, quote unquote, no evidence of aquatic humanoids has ever been found. Yeah, because it was fake to begin with. So, yeah. (laughs) But in our special. Oh, but that's the thing, Marissa. This is a real organization. Noah is a real organization. And in the documentary, they're like, yeah, we are scientists that worked for Noah up until 2005. Um, and we lost our jobs because of this experience that we had and this truth that we tried to get out there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so back up. So this is a real scientific organization. Yes. In real life, did some people think this was a thing, but obviously it's there's no proof, but they kind of like let these, not crazy people, but these like people on the fringe voice their opinions in this mockumentary or are these people from Noah or, or actors just like totally making stuff up and no one ever thought this? Yeah. The Does second make- one. What the fuck? <laughs> Why is this a real organization? This, hey, this is fucked up. This but in really the special, in the special itself, we find our team, not team, uh, going to South Africa to explore another beaching only to find evidence of a mermaid in the stomach of a great white shark. Is there a picture? Animal Planet helps to come up with a CGI representation of the creature, which makes sense because they obviously don't have a live mermaid to show us. Yeah. It looks very Avatar. But this is where the silencing starts to come in. South Africa revokes the researchers' visas and ties them up in paperwork so they can't get their samples out of the country. And later they end up destroying all the collected evidence. Do you know why they destroyed the evidence? Because it's all fake. They got a lab report from the lab that analyzed all the evidence. And it said that all of the samples were contaminated with human DNA. Are you sure they were contaminated? Maybe they were human DNA. Oh. Because mermaids are real. (laughs) Or maybe um, someone fucked it. (laughs) (laughs) Could have gone one of two ways. If you think about it, Marissa... Mermaids do seem to show up through many cultures across the history of sea yeah. exploration. I, in my mind, <clears throat> I want to say, guys, 
I want to believe in everything. I want there to be mermaids. But, like, in my naive childhood mind, I used to research all this stuff and, like, look for proof so bad. But, like, I don't know. Isn't the conceit that, like, uh, lonely, tired seamen just saw, like, seals? You could say seamen. Seamen <laughs> saw seals and, like, imagined they were mermaids or some shit with their big rumps. Okay, but, you know, are you, so you're saying that there's, like, a shared delusion across the entire world that seals are, like, in seashell bras. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, isn't it the thing that, like, like, the way, like, one person described their depiction of aliens, like the greys with the big head, mm -hmm. and then, like, it becomes this thing where, like, other cultures pick up that, like, like it just spreads. Like, once somebody sees, like, I wonder like, where it started, though. Because um, it appears yeah. in Mesopotamia and Eastern Mediterranean. It appears I in Arabian Nights, which is a, you know, a collection of stories that are about the Middle East. I'll tell you what. Also I appears... Exist. I'm not trying to disprove it. <laughs> I want them to exist. That's why this mockumentary is cruel. They also have been mentioned in Great Britain and Ireland, Western Europe, Byzantine, oh, everywhere. Byzantine and Ottoman Greece, the Eastern, over in Eastern Europe, China, yeah. Korea, Japan, Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. They show up in Hinduism, and they've also sort of shown up in Africa. I mean, they're literally everywhere, I would say, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Except for, like, Antarctica, maybe. Antarctica. Arctica? Whatever. That I could be where they're all at. I'm sorry? Yeah. That would be very <laughs> cold. Um, The Cabin in the Woods. Marissa, I, have you seen that movie? Of course I didn't see that movie. Right. At the end, they have a mermaid, and uh, it's exquisite. <laughs> Yeah, I heard it's ridiculous, and I kind of wish I could see it, but no one could pay me to see that movie. Not because I think it's dumb, but because I know it's gory slashy, and I don't watch that shit. So, people have tried to bring the mermaid to life for profit before. The Fiji mermaid was supposedly caught near the Fiji Islands in the South Pacific. Oh, I know about that. Oh, P.T. Yeah. Barnum, in his autobiography, described the mermaid as, quote, an ugly, dried-up, black-looking, diminutive species about three feet long. Its okay, mouth, I feel like the black-looking. Its mouth was wide open, its tail turned over, and its arms thrown up, giving the appearance of having died in great agony. End That's quote. hilarious that its <laughs> arms are thrown up. I don't think people really do that when they're surprised. <laughs> But okay. This is a significant departure from the traditional depictions of mermaids as attractive creatures. Yeah. It was actually composed of the... This is where the black part gets extra worse. Um, it was actually <laughs> composed of the torso and head of a juvenile monkey sewn See, on the back I of that, a... But I didn't even want to say that. <laughs> sewn on the back half of a fish. It was a yeah. common feature in sideshows where it was presented as the mummified body of a creature that was supposedly half mammal and half fish. However, it was thought to be a joke made by a Japanese fisherman until it was sold to an American for $6,000 in the 1800s, which I imagine is like like a ton of money. <laughs> oh, are you I almost said a boatload of money. 
But... I was watching uh, the fucking show The Gilded Age, which is about rich people uh, in, like, Victorian era, and this one lady owes $50 to a debtor, and they're acting like that's a large sum of money that, yeah. like, it's kind of going to take a lot to get that money. So, like, holy fuck, that must be, like, a million... I don't more than I don't know. That's crazy. When they were settling Australia, one of the offenses that could get you thrown in jail uh, was stealing anything that was worth more than fifty dollars. And um, and then after you were in jail three times, they just threw you on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. The topic of mermaids in earnest has arisen in several instances of scientific scrutiny, including a biological assessment of the unlikelihood of the supposed evolutionary biology of the mermaid on the popular marine science website, Deep Sea News. Five of the primary reasons listed as to why mermaids don't fit in current evolutionary understanding are thermoregulation, adaptations for regulating body heat, uh, evolutionary mismatch, which I don't know what that means, reproductive challenges. I don't know. I have not had sex underwater. (laughs) (laughs) Digestive preferences between mammals and fish. You think you got it bad now, Marissa? (laughs) Yeah. And also, just straight up lack of physical evidence. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, is Deep Sea News like a well-regarded, legit website? It's a popular marine science website, as I said. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would... Never believe anything on a website, deepseanews.com. There was one guy who wrote, like, a uh, an Onion-style uh, article about, like, it was, like, super heavily satired. Uh-huh. Um, and a research journal actually published it, not oh thinking that it was real, but actually recognizing it as funny and thinking that, you know, other marine people would also think it's funny. Um, yeah. But, no, some people believed it, so... <laughs> internet so much now to our question from last week the conclusion of a very very long post that explores the very very specific details that i didn't want to read through is sirens have always been associated with the ocean and with sailors Mm -hmm. um just in case you missed last week's episode you horrible person um we discovered last week that sirens are actually bird people so, or, at least, or at least some cultures' depictions. Um, so sirens have always been associated with the ocean and with sailors. They are the children of a river god. It makes sense that people would portray them as part fish. But yeah. could the change have been intentional, at least on some parts? Jane Harrison, I don't know who that is, suggests <laughs> that... <laughs> There's no credentials. <laughs> <laughs> suggests that... The tale of an evil sea monster was meant to emphasize the siren's corruption and darkness. Um, Right, okay. She she explains what I was going to say as a sidebar. Uh, I believe that Jane Harrison is the person who wrote this book, Sea Enchantress, The Tale of the Mermaid and Her Kin, which proposes that the intention was to give a beautiful sea maiden a graceful fish tail since a bird body is hardly seductive in appearance. (laughs) I beg to differ. Yeah, yeah, only you beg to differ. <laughs> Different lines of thought. Oh, that's right. So that's not the same book. Um, so one says that you get the fishtail because um, 
it's a sign of evil and corruption. The other one says that you get a fishtail because it's hot as fuck. <laughs> uh, I, that's weird. But it is like, I would say the curves of a fish. No. Yep. No, not the curves of a fish. But I would say it's if you sleek, were to, it's felt. No, <laughs> you were to compare the sharpness of bird talons with the curve of a fishtail, I would imagine the fishtail would be more seductive just from a like shape and, and a simplified perspective. I'm not saying I find fish hot. Just go on. As for the mermaid, or as for the makers of the docu-fictional special, well, it should be no surprise that they are gainfully employed. <laughs> After all, Mermaids the Body Found received 2 million views during its U.S. telecast premiere on Sunday, May 27, 2012. This is the network's most-watched telecast since the Steve Irwin Memorial Special in September of 2006. <laughs> I mean, like, this is some, like, War of the World shit or something. Like, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, guys. <laughs> No, let me and just... it's not that I don't like it because, oh, like, I'm so gullible I would have believed it. But because, like, I watch Listen, Mermaid. I have the same problem, like you said, with the History Channel, where they're like, let's see what it would be like if a Megalodon fought a T-Rex. And it's like, what the, what are you talking about? <laughs> also, like, what the fuck is with all this ancient alien shit? But that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um... So Sid Bennett is one of the, I, I would see he's the director and one of the writers of the special. Uh, he continues to work on different uh, National Geographic type animal planet, you know, projects, uh, including ones like Nazi mega weapons, Nazi mega structures, <laughs> the dinosaur project. <laughs> I just don't like this because the mythologists of Nazis are these like brilliant people and they're just like fuckheads. Like we mm -hmm. give Nazis way too much credit. I'm not going to uh, listen. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm quite not quite sure how to say this guy's name. Uh, if it's a guy at all. Uh, but Fabov thought um, and Charlie Foley seem to be a working team of people. Uh, yeah. And so they have worked on such things as portals to hell Starring... <laughs> I want to watch that. <laughs> no, you don't, because it's starring Jack Osborne. <laughs> oh, ew. Along with Ghost Nation, um, This Is AI, and another special called The Cannibal in the Jungle. <laughs> Guys, if you wait, are these all mockumentaries? I don't know. If you want to watch a mockumentary, just just watch the fucking one about M Night Shyamalan, where he's apparently like demonic or influenced by demons or something like just watch fun ridiculous shit there is yeah. a mockumentary about M. Night Shyamalan that I find ridiculous continue sorry uh the t the cannibal in the jungle was an animal planet special the two hour scripted feature uh follows the story of an American scientist who was convicted of killing and cannibalizing two colleagues in Indonesia in 1977 Thank God, Pete. Thank God it is about an American man, because I definitely thought that was going to be about some quote-unquote like wild native man who ate Americans. 
And of course, I just want to mention uh, that he also contributed to a 2017 TV special called A Groundhog Day Story. On Thursday, in the dead of winter, one groundhog will bravely emerge from his burrow to make the year's most anticipated weather forecast. Um, what the fuck? The rodent is Punxsutawney Phil, and he's the star of Animal Planet's new documentary, A Groundhog Day Story. Okay. I, <laughs> I wish my job was just to make... Make up, up bullshit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like fake shit that I kind of act like is real, because I feel like I can get a little better than that. All right. Well, this is fascinating and infuriating. And that's all I have for you. I get to send you into your... Um, yeah, I love Into it. your boyfriend's arms with frustration <laughs> I, and anger. <laughs> yeah, this is so fucked. I hate it so much. But I, I definitely agree with you, because I... I in college, my roommate watched the History Channel all the time, and it drove me nuts. And they would, yeah, they would talk about Nazis, they would talk about ancient aliens, they would talk about like all this stuff, and it's just like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> and I would watch the Sci-Fi Channel all the time, but at least that is branded with a fi at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will take this on the Sci-Fi Channel. Fine, I'll even take it on Discovery since that's the place where they just air <laughs> Ninety Day Fiance and like haunted hospitals but no i don't want it on the history channel and i don't want it on national geographic mm-hmm. ugh, whatever <laughs> like ugh. so this was 2012 and i don't want to say that this started the misinformation campaigns that lead us all the way up to the joe rogan spotify incident <laughs> yeah but i don't think it hurt the cause <laughs> Yeah, I will say it's very, I mean, some people might just be like, oh, you know, it's just fun. Just, like, mindless fun. However, like, I will say I've only watched, like, one episode of Ancient Aliens and I don't remember it. But, like, I've heard a lot of critiques how Ancient Aliens is fucked up because it basically, like, negates the, like, achievements of, like, some cultures. Like, to say, like, no, the Egyptians couldn't possibly make the periods. Periods pyramids it was aliens like it basically like ancient aliens so the translation of what marissa is saying is black people couldn't make the pyramids yeah it had to be alien (laughs) yeah because they never take any american or white people structures and say (laughs) yeah yeah so it just totally negates like the achievements of of like other cultures uh yeah so that's fucked up because i know like a lot of people actually do buy into the ancient alien stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's just fucked up because uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for plugs. You have anything <laughs> to plug, Marissa? <laughs> okay, I actually was gonna ask you something this morning. It's not so much a plug, but it's just like, are we all seeing this, Pete? Do you get sponsors ad for Merge Mansion? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see the what? Did you see any with live action people in it? Are Are you talking about the commercials that my wonderful girlfriend exposed me to just last weekend that star Kathy Bates? Is it her? <laughs> Is it actually her? I was gonna send it to you and go like, "Is this fucking actually Kathy Bates?" But then I was like, what if he's never seen a Merge Mansion thing? Is that actually Kathy Bates? Yeah. I want to die. 
And oh. by the way, she is phenomenal in them. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I thought it was a Kathy Bates lookalike because the last one I saw, it was like it looked like Kathy Bates, but she was kind of shrouded in in shadow. And I was like, if it was Kathy Bates, like they'd get her like out the fuck there. Also, like, look, the pandemic was hard on all of us, <laughs> and actors also, really needed work. <laughs> also, like, um, Merge Mansion, the game looks boring as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and like, and I saw the one that looked like Kathy Bates, so I was like, let me read the comments, and everyone's like, "Yo, Merge Mansion lore be crazy," or like, "Is that fucking Kathy Bates?" And I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> How do the Merge Mansion people have this much fucking money? Pete, I just am so fucked up over it. I'm, like, fucked up over it. Like, it's upsetting. Like, I saw that, and I was like, this is fucked. So, I don't know that I'm... Well, I'm definitely not plugging the game Merge Mansion. (laughs) And I'm really, like, seeking out the commercials. But, like, the commercials are so fucked up. And I just... I want us all to talk about it. And that sucks because I'm giving it more attention, but I gotta unpack it. I want, like, a group of us to <laughs> the Lord Merch Man. Yeah, she's an Oscar winner. Fuck, like, that's the best ad campaign because it's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's my. I don't even know if it's a plug, but that's what I want to talk about. Pete, how about you? It's, it's good. You're sort of, like, bringing awareness to the to the situation yeah oh god Bia what you got yeah it's definitely her and she keeps showing up in a couple of different articles Um, but I won't look into it too much unless you want to (laughs) talk about it in another show I might have to (laughs) Uh, I wanted to plug something that Everybody's supposed to know what's happening, but maybe you don't. The Olympics are happening. Oh, I know, and fucking Nathan Chen was impeccable. <laughs> That's a figure skater guy from America, Asian American figure skater. Um, <laughs> the Netherlands has already won one gold medal. Okay. I'm rooting for the Netherlands and Austria. <laughs> okay. Um... Curling is happening right now, but I need Peacock Premium to watch any of them, which, you know, quite frankly, pisses me off. Wait, I'm sorry. I I am sorry. I can't share it with you because it was given to me by someone. Definitely, I can't just give it to people. I would if I could. Don't you have cable? Uh, Not with Xfinity, no. Oh, fuck. Okay. But my mom does, and I can't use her account to get to it either. You gotta what? be on that stupid. You gotta be on the damn Xfinity box in order to use it. Fuck. Okay. Uh, but the towards the end of the Olympic period here um, is going to be skeleton, which I actually wanted to do a whole entire show on. Uh, it being a sport, it's when you. Um, it's basically you bobsled on your stomach, head what? first, and it's called skeleton. <laughs> yeah. What? How long has this been in existence? I discovered it uh, during the last or the could have been the one before Winter Olympics. Uh, do they do the Winter Olympics? That's the one that's every four years. I don't know. People. I know. Me neither. But um, yeah, it looks intensely terrifying. And in that if anything went wrong, 
you would immediately die. <laughs> so dangerous. Is that why it's called skeleton? I don't know. Um, um, okay. So the Olympics are happening, but I also uh, wanted to talk about a movie that just showed up on Hulu called The Beta Test. And it's really weird. It's really relevant, like in the climate and everything. It's very specific in certain ways. It's just very fun to watch. And it stars Jim Cummings, who was also behind Thunder Road, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. And um, I encourage you to just check check those. Marissa, don't check out The Wolf of uh, Snow Hollow. But um, the guy is just emotionally frantic. And it's just so fun to watch sometimes. Um, so it was very fun to watch it. And there's a part of me that's like, I'm not sure I quite understand what was going on because I was so sort of like taken with the story and their performance. So I might just watch it again. Okay. Um, oh, I have two things to say. One, I was watching figure skating. And when the people I wanted to see were done, I stopped watching because I had stuff to do. But were the medals already given out for that? Do you know? For... Oh, figure skating? No, definitely not. Um, I don't understand, though. Sometimes, I don't understand. They go multiple times? Well, like curling is a round robin sort of situation. What does that mean? Where you play a bunch of different teams and you sort of like end up whoever has the most wins and stuff like that. Uh, But sometimes they're sort of like qualifying races too like you can't have i mean you could probably right but you can't have like 50 skiers all go at once and so you have like 10 like five groups of 10 and then you take the top three out of all of those and then you have them run and then you take the top i don't know 10 out of those so yeah okay now i understand thank you because i was like googling like who won and i was like i don't understand how the olympics works also, Evidently, there's curling every single day, and I can't watch any of it. <laughs> I wish. I'm sorry. I don't have it to, to share. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, also, I was going to say, guys, uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon and you hear my review eventually that will come out for Murderville, uh, I've now watched all the Murderville episodes. Pete, have you seen any? Oh, yes, yes, I have. I would say the best one is Marshawn Lynch. And all the rest pale in comparison. True. And if you like seeing people break in the bit and start laughing, Ken Jeong is fun. If you hate that, Ken Jeong is intolerable. Kumail was just... Kumail Nanjiani was fun, um making Will Arnett break. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was fun. <laughs> uh, Conan O'Brien was fine. Uh, Annie Murphy was so not ready for the entire concept of the yeah, show. Yeah, I enjoyed that episode a lot. <laughs> I actually did, but I was just like, this is this is weird. And um, then and the big one. <laughs> Sher- Sharon Stone was... <laughs> I don't know. She was very much like, they paid me to be here, and I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it on my own terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was 
because he was so. But yeah, did you like the Marshawn Lynch one as much as I liked it, or yeah, not really? He had the most. He seemed to have the most fun. He was. I don't. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> Do you know? He's a football player. Okay, because I didn't want to Google it. I like sometimes, guys. Sometimes I like to push back on the fact that we have so much information on our fingertips, and I like there to be mystery. And if someone wants to tell me who someone is, cool. If they don't, I'll never know. And I like that. (laughs) Anyway. Just a quick uh, answer to your question, Marissa. Merge Mansion has over 10 million downloads and made over $38 million in less than a year after its release. But I feel like everyone downloaded it, played it for five minutes, and went, this game is fucking boring. Kathy B... Oh, wait. Sorry. Bates expressed her excitement at being in the commercials. Ursula and I fit like a pair of beloved old garden gloves. Thank you, Merge Mansion, for inviting me to play. She went on to praise the game's style, connecting Ursula's taste in decor to her own experience in art school. <laughs> I mean, I've only seen the game through the ads, and it just looks like you point and click a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, that's intolerable. Why would anyone play a game like that? Um, if there is a Merge Mansion... Movie? <laughs> Movie? I'd watch it. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is way too many plugs, but I have to. <laughs> I have to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but it's I fun. Do, but I can't not plug this, and I am afraid I might forget it next week. The Saved by the Bell reboot slash sequel is so fantastic. Okay, you plugged that in the last episode. Is there an additional part that you're going to throw in? Oh, I did? I thought it Okay. The only thing I will say is Jesse Spano's son has like almost like a redo of her I'm so excited, I'm so scared <laughs> with energy drinks and it's really funny. Cool. <laughs> oh also she did I tell you she like has a like a sober token for Kathy? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry guys, I forgot I said that. <laughs> If you uh, like any of our plugs or you have uh, had sex with a mermaid, call us at 570-PODWOD1. Um, if you uh, want to send us a picture or a video of a mermaid that you've seen in real life, yeah. you can send us that via email at shout at yellherd.me. If you have hot takes on Merge Mansion, you could call us. Which you already gave the phone number, right? I also zoned out like you did last time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or you could slide into my DMs at Riz Vandal. There you go. And um, uh, all of you are welcome to love us on Patreon, where we keep trying to put up some uh, regular content, and we hope that you are enjoying it. Patrons are Michaels and Alex. Thank you. I still can't believe we got a non-Michael. I'm so excited. Uh, uh, yeah, everybody, have a nice day. Have a... No, I was say have a good weekend. It's not... we, Or I guess it will come Comes out. out on Fridays, yeah. Have a good weekend and be safe. Goodbye. Yeah, hi. Hi.